yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the OR, a.k.a. the Operating Room. Hope you folks are enjoying this part of spring. It's May 2nd, 2019. I am blessed. Today is actually my birthday. And my wife has shown me a lovely day. We are much indebted for her support and love, which is unconditional. Today, our session is about Trump country. Fortunately, our young people are doing well. We had the privilege of visiting one of Beverly's nephews' colleges, University of Pittsburgh, this last weekend. And uh, her nephew, Brandon, graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering. We're very proud of him. He's worked hard, particularly since he and his brother and his mother recently lost dead Paul months ago due to a uh, devastating illness and we pray for him having said that Brandon has done well through these trials and tribulations and he graduated Sunday from the University of Pittsburgh so as family we went out to celebrate his achievement. We were kind of um, vexed in reference to how we were going to get there. We live down here in South Jersey, and uh, I had assumed, foolishly, that we are going to fly from, more than likely, Philadelphia to Pittsburgh. So, weeks ago, my wife and I are in the car, and I just happen to casually mention, say, um, when are we leaving to fly to Pittsburgh? And my wife looks at me and says, flying? We're driving. We won't get into the nuances of communication. I know I'm getting older, and the Alzheimer's is probably setting in, but I don't recall that conversation. Having said that, back to the point at hand, we made arrangements to take the train. We drove up to 30th Street to Philadelphia, and we took the Amtrak from Philadelphia 30th Street to Union Station, Pittsburgh, on Saturday afternoon. Let's just say the train ride itself was an experience, and we won't get into Amtrak, um, but a brief point in reference to infrastructure in the United States. Like a lot of our infrastructure issues, our rail lines and our rail service is begging for an upgrade. And we understand they're up against a lot in terms of finance, budget, et cetera, et cetera, equipment, usage and wearing out and those kind of things. 
a seven and a half hour train ride took us 10 hours and that wasn't the fault of the infrastructure it's just that the lines that are being used are primarily used for freight and I didn't even realize this someone had mentioned to us that the lines that are used are actually not Amtrak lines they're actually owned by the freight industry I didn't verify that so it's just word of mouth I have to vet that myself so when there are a number of freight trains running, whether they're going west or east or whatever it is, the commercial, or I should say the um, passenger trains have to defer to the freight schedule. We were behind at one point in time, so it was says, said by our conductor, nine freight trains on the way out to Pittsburgh, so that caused a delay. There were no breakdowns. It was just congestion. The good news is we arrived safe and sound 10 hours later. But on the way, in our on-time return from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia in seven and a half hours, on the way back, it was fascinating to look at the countryside of the state I was born in, Pennsylvania. I've never been west of Harrisburg, so the trip from Harrisburg to Pennsylvania, to Pittsburgh was quite educational. As I had presumed, and unfortunately was verified on observation looking at the train window, Pennsylvania, like many of the states in the United States, is economically devastated. It's a presumption, as I mentioned, the title of this podcast is Trump Country. But Western Pennsylvania, where people have worked decades in the coal mines and the steel mills and striking out a living in the rural Portions of this state, like a number of other states, such as West Virginia, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, and a number of other states in this particular portion, the Appalachian states, I guess we could say, amongst others. I witnessed an overwhelming amount of poverty. I know it's a presumption, and maybe it's pejorative, but I think we could fairly say that the majority of these citizens living in these areas are probably white. So we have a number of folks who, based on the rhetoric in the media and based on the politicians' conversations, are the white working class citizens in this country that are often described who according to certain pundits voted for the current president here's the thing as I looked out as a landscape flew by looking out the train window I saw dilapidated housing streets that uh, were in poor repair 
junk in backyards. And I'm not implying that people were dirty or sloppy or in any way did not maintain their properties. It just appeared that the folks are having a hard way of it. And of course, if income is not coming in, it's difficult to maintain your living situation. I was struck by several emotions. Once is not to beat a dead horse to death. The abject poverty that we observe looking through the window. And the fact that this particular population has been stereotyped as being supporters of the current presidential administration. But something that we see pretty readily here in New Jersey, I did not observe in Western Pennsylvania. You're probably wondering, well, what are you talking about? Down here in this portion of New Jersey, we see a number of residential facilities and on the streets and on the buildings, the American flag flying. The American flag has become a touch point for discussion, for heightened emotions, for declaration of a stand that some of our citizens have taken in reference to declaring their patriotism and love for the country. So they fly the colors. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also a kind of implied you're either with us or you're against us regarding folks accepting our current path, our current leadership, our current government. Even issues such as the flag and the national anthem and that whole particular situation around Colin Kaepernick and the NFL recognizing the national anthem saluting the flag and versus the dealing of some players who were protesting police brutality in that manner so you respect the colors and you're considered a patriot and you demonstrate that maybe even wear it on your clothes t-shirts, etc., your hat. Or if maybe you don't, the presumption may be you don't respect the colors and you don't demonstrate the American flag or the national anthem because of a protest, almost a dividing point that's become a really big deal in the United States. But these stereotyped so-called Trump supporters in this particular area of this country, Western Pennsylvania, I did not see many American flags. I was struck by the kind of difference regarding people's homes versus how it is here. So it made me wonder, I wonder what the difference is. Well, not to stereotype or draw any object conclusions, but one thing that seems fairly clear, the homes that I see the American flag fly here in New Jersey, those homes that I observe, folks seem to be doing moderately well. 
Their homes are well-appointed. I'm not saying they're rich. But one thing for sure, they certainly don't look poor. When you see in someone's driveway two to three to four vehicles, whether they be trucks or sedans or SUVs or crossovers or whatever, and you happen to see American flag, you can say, well, people are probably working. We get that. Homes look, you know, fairly well appointed. Grass is cut. You know, nothing seems to be falling apart. But these folks in western Pennsylvania where homes are falling down on themselves, they're living in double wides, they're living in trailers, they're living in old housing. Things are kind of aging and broken apart. And it clearly, unless there's something, there's a disconnect. Folks are probably poor, quite poor, maybe unemployed. No American flags. Now, the firehouse and the municipal buildings, of course, are American flags, but the percentage just was so striking. It was palpable. So that's just an observation in terms of where exactly are the heartland Trump supporters at this particular point in time? Now that it's two years later, and as our current president said, What's his phrase? Not make America great again. I think one of his catchphrases was or is promises made, promises kept. Well, for these people, and believe you me, I uh, feel for them and we wish them well. We don't wish folks evil or down or failure we want everyone to be happy and to succeed in this case promises were made but promises were not fulfilled just a point of observation in reference to Trump land This is DJ D. This is the operating room. It's May 2nd, 2019. Happens to be my birthday. See you on the other side.